1: Welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast. This is your host, Kami Moravian. I am flying solo today, but just kidding. Jake's right next to me getting his mic out because I thought he was going to do the podcast with me, but then he decided he wasn't, but then now he is. So there, that's good. So he join us in a second. But anyways, Oklahoma City loses to Sacramento once again. 113-117 to as a five-point favorite against Sacramento. It's Russell Westbrook's first game back from his ankle-slash-twins being born. And, um, you know, the first half is basically a repeat of what happened against the Kings the first time around when Oklahoma City played them. I think Oklahoma City played Sacramento. Did they play them? They played them at Oklahoma City the first time around, and now they played them the second time around in Sacramento. And, again, Iman Shumpert could not be stopped. What do you think about this game, just as it is, Jacob?
2: Uh it was frustrating it was frustrating. I finally got the microphone hooked up by the way um yeah it was frustrating the the thunder came out and looked very flat especially defensively and the kings just gave it to him and uh like you said Shumpert that first half just he got hot but it was like some stupid shots that were also just like dropping you know so it was very frustrating and then it was obviously it was buddy healed late that that kind of closed it out for him but um But yeah, Thunder, no Abrinas, no Felton, no Nerlens. Basically, no Patterson and no Schroeder, essentially.
1: yeah. So the Kings, in the first half, they were running the break, getting wide-open shots. Uh, In in their half-court sets, they were getting wide-open shots in the first quarter, and that was really frustrating. It looked like, for a minute, they were going to actually score over 40 on OKC, and OKC, you know, they started to actually hunker down and actually get into their sets, but... They were getting wide open shots. There was no communication whatsoever on the defense, and then it seemed like in the first quarter there was like a massive lack of court awareness. That you know Sacramento, they're a young team, and they they play that offense where that OKC wants to play, which is get a shot off in the first seven seconds because you know they have they have floor spacers, they have guys that can shoot the ball, they have Darren Fox who can literally just crash down and kick out to wide open shooters. Um, so, and in, in that was a problem in the first half because they just were not OKC was just not looking around. And then, like, they would get a bucket and then they wouldn't lackadaisically, you know, jog back. But it's as if they didn't realize they're playing the number two team as far as pace wise in the NBA, the Sacramento Kings. They know they're going to run. So, that was a really big issue. Iman Shumpert, like you said, was unconscious in the first half, 23 first half points didn't score literally any more uh, talking about some numbers OKC was awful from behind the arc 29% to Sacramento's 42%
2: do you have um the thunder's attempts from 3 for this game
1: uh, the last time I the last time I looked at it was 32 but i imagine it was uh, a yeah, it was, they uh, shot 41 three pointers near 12 of 41 41 yeah
2: um god that's a that's a very large number for the thunder i feel like here I'll go back and look for you while you uh, while you continue talking.
1: But anyways, okay, OKC so is pretty bad from behind the arc. Twenty nine percent to Sacramento's forty two, and a lot of Sacramento's threes were wide open. And they're luckily, the Sacramento didn't shoot fifty percent from three because several of them were wide open, and that was incredibly frustrating. Some more numbers. It was. I mean, it was Russ's first game back, In the first half it was really ugly. Like the first quarter, really, really bad. It just looked like he. Wasn't ready to play. He was not ready for a game. I don't know where his head was at. Second half, it got better, but he sh- he had 29 points, but off of 25 shots, and that was that's not not exactly what you want. And if you look at you know OKC's okay, so three guys that are going to be contributing that handle the ball quite a bit between Russ, PG, Schroeder, they're combined 24 of 66, which is 33 percent from the field, as that well ain't as good, Chief. OKC being out-rebounded 59-53, both at-rebounded on the offensive glass and, of course, on the defensive side of yep. things. So it's just, a lot of things are pretty bad.
2: I got those three-point numbers for you. In the past three games that the Thunder have won, uh, Suns, Knicks, and Suns again, the three-point totals for as far as um, what the Thunder, like numbers the Thunder shot, uh, they shot 24 threes, 31, and then 27 and then tonight against the Kings, forty-one.
1: I imagine several of them happened in the second half, though, right?
2: Yeah, they took a lot down the stretch tonight in that fourth quarter. Um, effectively, like chasing the nice, Kings. Yep. Also, Russ came back, and that's what I think was kind of interesting. is before the ankle injury, Westbrook had almost like purged those three pointers. You know, he was shooting like m- maybe one a game. Like he was, he was more in downhill attack mode. Tonight Russell Westbrook shoots. I mean he shoots a good percentage, forty percent, four of ten threes,
1: but ten three pointers for Russ. I think I don't think that has anything to do with his ankle. I think that's strictly just because OKC okay, they've been they were chasing the Kings all night. And maybe to get some momentum, maybe to you know, they took the lead briefly, you know, at the end of the third quarter and at the beginning of the fourth before it all went to hell again. But they they were chasing the Kings the entire night, so I could see why he would shoot the threes. I yeah. really have no problem. Take,
2: and I mentioned this to you, I think around the third quarter, that Russ it didn't look like his legs were tired. It just kind of looked like he was getting gassed, like he just didn't have his game his game speed. And um, shooting a three at the top of the key takes a lot less energy than attacking somebody off the dribble and getting downhill. So that a possibility that that had something to do with it, but. I would not be surprised to see Russ come out Wednesday against the Warriors and shoot two or three three pointers. I mean, get back to where he was.
1: And so, yeah, Russ is 20, 25, 29 points off of 25 shots. Shooter was three of 17, just completely abysmal. I like, couldn't get anything going to the rhythm. Like, one of the only shots, like I think he had one mid range jumper. He had one fast break. It was just him in the rim where he kind of like softly. Dunked it slash laid it up. Yep, and then he had like a, one other layup, and the rest were just you know some were pretty god awful, um, some just couldn't get in, so it it was just bad. And PG to his credit, he went to he tried to go drive in, but his three pointers you know they, they weren't too bad. Like it it was just just an off night. Jeremy Grant, my goodness, was a uh, we're talking about plus minus. It was. Actually, the plus-minus wasn't as bad as you would think it would be. I mean, it was a four-point loss, so it shouldn't be that bad. But in a game when OKC, you know, they lose by four, Jeremy Grant was a minus 21. TLC and Diallo, they actually were the only positives besides Russ. Diallo led them all with a plus five. Russ was a plus four. And TLC was a plus three. But Diallo had was seven to seven, 18 points, two threes, and two steals. I mean, that was a really big plus for OKC.
2: Yep. He struggled early. Yep. We talked about he struggled early, and they pulled him out with, like, what, three minutes into the game and put in Schroeder? Schroeder. That's then, right. And then they brought Diallo back in, and he kind of seemed, like, more settled and kind of uh, aware and, uh, I guess, cerebral, uh, especially on the defensive end. I think they pulled him early because – um, Oh, why I just go blank? Schumpert. Shumpert was the one that uh that got going early while Diallo was on him. So it's kind of a uh he struggled early but he came back in and
1: Shumpert re- literally like has scored 13 the, this he has scored double digit game points against three against teams three times this year and two of them come against OKC and the other one's 13 points and this dude like lights up OKC in OKC, and Shit, then in he had Sacramento. thirteen
2: points in the first quarter. Like
1: my goodness, like 20, 23 points at half, and then none after that because then all of them went to hell. But it should the game started off just like it did in Oklahoma City against them, and then the game ended just like it did in OKC at the in the beginning of the season. Yep. And it, it does so the Suns had OKC's number last year. Do the Kings have OKC's number this year?
2: Kind of seems like it. They have a bunch J- of shooters. J- yeah, they have a bunch of shooters. Uh, you mentioned it, like Fox can get up and down the court, uh, put pressure on your defense. They they don't really have a, a traditional big man. They have big men that rim run and just catch alley-oops. Uh, their big men actually really didn't do anything, though. Harry Giles, 2 of 7 for 4 points. Harry Genitals. And Colley Stein, uh, 4 of 14 probably has for eights. 9 points. Um, 14 rebounds for him. 5 assists for Colley Stein, that's... Kind of surprising. Yeah, Yeah, Willie uh, Cauley-Stein, as the kids say, didn't want no smoke tonight. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, man.
1: I Well, let's just get into it. So, Russ and Willie Cauley-Stein, they actually got into, like, this altercation because Russ came up behind Cauley-Stein as Cauley-Stein was going for, like, a dunk or layup, and he swatted it, and he was rough about it, and Cauley-Stein turns around and kind of shoves him. And then Russ, of course, is Russ. And he you know, walks right up to Colli Stein and then just before Russ could do anything, Steven Adams gets involved and tries to be peacemaker and holds the entire team back while also holding Collie Stein back because he knows knows Collie Stein is an idiot and he know he knows Stein will get into it with, with Russ and trying to protect Russ head. from getting hepatitis. And then yeah, and then Steve first of all, Steven Adams gets called for a tech for trying to de-escalate the entire that was stupid so that was that was alarming but yeah russa i mean i feel like i feel like willie collie stein and i've been saying this since collie stein was at kentucky collie stein is a fake tough guy he's skinny he has really shitty tattoos
2: probably loves a little pump
1: probably loves a little pump if you listen to Little Pump and you're, if you like this podcast, I'm sorry, but he's, me, he, is he garbage. Just, he just
2: ain't good, man. Um,
1: uh, And, you know, and he just, he's a fake tough guy. And he, with all that millions of dollars he's making, you'd think he'd get better tattoos. Like those tattoos th- bad, he, look you,
2: bad. You would think he would fix that weird, like, he has no facial hair, but he's got, like, this one patch of a sideburn that doesn't connect to the top of his head. That bothered me. Yeah, well. Like,
1: it's like, patchy facial hair I like had Joe Dirt-esque. Guy, I had some guy tweet at me because I said, Willie Collie signs a fake tough guy. He didn't want the smoke from Russ. And he, this guy quoted me from the account and said, "Huh, I think it's so hilarious that people have never seen somebody fight before, but they think they're like the toughest person. They don't want smoke. And I told him to uh, eat my whole ass. And then he didn't respond. So that was cool. But Man, I thought that's Stephen Adams' tech for trying to de-escalate the situation. You think as a ref, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, thanks, that's great." Yeah, and they call the tech on him because Willie
2: Cauley Stein had his hands on the ref too. Yeah,
1: he had his hands. He like he tried to shove Stephen Adams back first of all, and he gets he shoved himself back because Stephen is a brick wall. And OKC should have gone at Stephen way more than they did. Yep. Stephen only got fed ten him, shot attempts. They should have fed him way more. And when they did, it was like Russ force-feeding him when he was right next to him in the lane, which oh, was stupid. Yeah, Steven uh, needs to post up more. They need to give him that option. He abused
2: Harry Giles. I mean, Harry Giles came in in that Harry second Genitals. half and I think picked up an immediate three fouls trying to guard Steven Adams. I mean...
1: And Collie Stein's not thick enough to guard Stephen Adams. Yeah, they just st- need
2: to throw him in the post. Stephen can back him down easily, you know?
1: So it, it, they, they need to give him more touches because, heck, one of the reasons why OKC went on this tear without Russ was because, I mean, yeah, they didn't have Russ, and that's fine, but but uh, they they gave the ball to Adams frequently. And, yes, they were playing against the Suns, but apparently Aiden and Embiid were going at each other. So, like, if Aiden and Embiid are going at each other and it's, like, one-upping each other, it makes me feel a lot better about Steven Adams or basically rag the Aiden yeah. the two or three times they played this year. And then just, like... Against the Knicks, of course, the Knicks, they don't have anybody. They have Cantor. But you need to feed Steven Adams. Like, God, that guy got you like 20-something points. What, what 30 points? Oh, no, he, he had like 28 26, 26. 26 points. points. He, he was had 30. But feed him more than just doing a pick and roll because he has upped his game offensively this year. So that was... And he can play make out
2: of that post too, you know? We saw it tonight where they posted him up and immediately the, the Kings were sending doubles and Steven was finding the cutter or the, the guy spotting up, finding the open man. So it's, it's not like it's a black hole where if you throw it to Steve, like he's got to shoot the ball.
1: You know he's he's a good playmaker out of the post. I think part of that, re- I think part of the reason why they were not going to see was because they were down by like 19 at one point. So it was Russ, PG, Schroeder, guys like that, trying to make something happen, and they did. They they got back into it by playing, just playing raw defense and getting on fast breaks. That's how they got back into it. But I think they just got behind, got behind the score and. They took it into their own hands instead of taking it play by play and giving it to Steve because even though you know your best shots are right at the rim and Steve is at the rim, so it was quite frustrating. But OKC, they did actually briefly take the lead at the end of the third quarter, and if Patrick Patterson could have made like any one of those three to four open threes, it could have extended OKC's lead to five to seven points. But yep, great looks. Big front wood-ins. rimmed all of them. Yep, it was. They weren't going down, and he was. He he didn't touch it in the paint at all. At all, he was all right defensively. But I mean, you got to make one of those. If he makes one of those, it's a different game. So okay, OKC so briefly took the lead, but couldn't stay out in front, especially when Buddy Hield and De'Aaron Fox came into the game. I said this right before the fourth quarter started. I said, "Hey, it's going to get really interesting when Buddy Hield and De'Aaron Fox come back in." And along with PG, it's going to be an interesting finish. And just quite frankly, OKC, they would get close to tying the game. They'd be behind two. As soon as the fourth quarter started, they got behind the eight ball. They, you know, Sacramento shot a three, then a two. OKC was immediately down four. And OKC would get really close to tying the game because they'd be down by two or down by three or something like that. It was down by two mostly until, you know, about three minutes left in the game. They get down by one bucket. And it was simply just, get a stop and then go to the other end but buddy healed mostly it was buddy healed but a couple from bogdan uh they would just get a wide open three it was not contested and it was it was alarming that there were one there was one okc defender on one side of the court and two kings players and you know it was either wide open shots off screens or just a wide open shot and at that point they couldn't rebound to save their lives so okc would get really close to tying couldn't get a stop Usually ended in a wide open. Buddy healed three. Uh, it's incredibly frustrating.
2: I agree. I agree. It was, uh, and some of those threes. I mean, some of them were wide open, and some of them, like we watched, Buddy healed like hit a three from like four feet beyond the the line with Paul George like a step away contesting the shot. We saw, uh, Bog. How is it, Bogdan,
1: Bogdanovich? I don't know, Bogdan, Bogdanovich.
2: We saw him like hit like a crazy... What's
1: the difference between his name and Bogdan in Indiana? I don't know. Is it the same name? They're like twins.
2: But they're not. I know, it's weird. They found like two dudes with the exact same names that are both white, that both have the exact same basketball game, like he's a clone.
1: There's no way that they have the same exact name, right? I'm almost positive it's the same name. There's no way. There is no way i got the
2: kings guy right here he's bogdan bog
1: bogdan bogdanovich that's very frustrating anyways i mean the kings bielitsa he had 12 points shump had 23 buddy had 25 marvin bagley killed okc down the stretch with 15 bogdanovich had 16 points of his 16, 12 came from threes. He was four of nine. Buddy Hills was five ten from three. Shump was four of eleven. It was like four of four from the first half. Bealitzo was two of three, and it was just man. It was a, it was just the first half really sunk OKC. If OKC plays that first quarter well. It's a win. First half, well, I mean, they they only gave up
2: forty-eight points in the in the second half. That's on on par, even better than what their defense
1: defensive efficiency has been this season. It's just like OKC did not realize they're playing the number two team in pace in the first half, and it showed. Yeah. Also, the guy from
2: Indiana is Bohan B O J A N, and the one from from Sacramento is Bogdan. Same exact last name.
1: Maybe they're cousins.
2: Uh, they they look mildly similar, although the one from in, from from Sacramento uh, is much more attractive. The one from Indiana Ooh. looks like a uh, looks like a thirty six year old dad with two kids and a mortgage. And you have a thing for Bogdan in uh, Sacramento. The one in Sacramento looks like. Um, Looks like a frat boy who would wear a polo and just started lifting weights hold in his on. sophomore year of college. Hold on, hold
1: everybody! Did you, everybody stop your podcast? I'm just saying, like he, one one looks better than the other. He, he said he's more attractive, and then just started. Oh, here's a side by side. He he no he. Everybody listen listen to this. He just stopped the podcast to say Bogdan Bogdanovich from Sacramento is more attractive, and then he started describing him as a frat boy. So. Everybody, Jacob enjoys frat boys that work out. That's a fair. little bit. Not into. Oh god, the one from Indiana is like really ugly. Not, not into the the dad guys. So what's the thrift from Utah must not be in on your scope. Joe Ingles. Yep. No, I'm sorry, but jo-
2: Joe Ingles legit looks like just an average white dad that you would see shopping at Target. Joe Ingles looks like a pedophile. Joe Ingles also looks like the guy that you would like go up to the, the local YMCA to play pickup hoops and not expect him to do anything and then he just lights your ass up. Also, I just found this picture. Who is this? I don't know who this guy is, but he's really ugly. Okay. <laughs> oh, I know who that is. Never mind. Okay. We're, this is really off topic. It, it, was, it was Jake's dad. He found
1: a picture of him on the internet. But anyways, okay, see, Without Alex Abrinas, without Terrence Ferguson, without Nerland's Noel, they lose this game by four points. Uh, OKC, which one do they miss more, Abrinas, Ferg, or Noel? Or which combination of the two do they miss the most? I would say the wings.
2: I think they missed the two wings more.
1: Abrinas was available, but Fox Sports decided they needed to tell us that he wasn't going to come back. (laughs) <laughs> when he didn't play an entire half, he's available. Just kidding, he's not playing. And then Ferg, obviously, I guess his baby's still not born. So there's that. And then Nerland's apparently got sick, so I guess him and Alex have been too friendly with one another, just sharing hot tubs with each other. Who knows? Kissing each other? Probably. You know, Alex is from Spain. We don't. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stop. <laughs> we, we 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 don't uh, discriminate any lifestyles in this podcast. But Alex and Nerland's both six. There's that. But yeah, I, I would agree. You know, actually, I'm going to say OKC okay, missed Abrinas and Noel more. I'm going to go with that combination. Because. Could have used the shooting. The the shooting from Brenus could have helped. Because I thought OKC did really well in the wings in the second half. And then, I mean, well, at the same time. What, 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 at the same time, do you think Ferg would be able to lock down Deer and Fox or Buddy Healed?
2: No. Ferg would have probably been on Shumpert, just like uh, Diallo was not beginning of the game. Maybe, oh. he, maybe he keeps that fire from starting. Who knows?
1: I don't know. I think OKC okay, so could use an extra rim, rim, uh, rim protector in that. So there's that. OKC okay, so loses to Sacramento 113-117 on Wednesday. Coming up, Oklahoma City goes to the bay. No Steph. Possibly no Draymond. His toe hurts. It's a turf toe. There will be a bitch in a jersey, though. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. So he's 10 and 6. Tough week ahead. Who do they got? They Friday is Charlotte. They've got the Warriors. They got the Warriors in the Bay. They have Charlotte at home. They have Denver at Denver home. Denver the next night. Is that home? Mm hmm. Tough week. Tough week. Okay. So he could, could go what? They, they could win all three of those games Yeah. and go 13 and 6. It it could be very poor and they could go 11 and eight. Yeah. So yeah. But I, then the
2: week after that, they only have two games and it's and one of Cleveland, Cleveland and India. Atlanta.
1: Yeah. So they can make it up. You know, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about this golden state game. If there's no Dre, okay. So sh- should win that game. We'll see if there's a Jeremy Grant. Man, it's, he's fine. He's fine.
2: He came back and played, didn't he? No, he rolled it at the end there and he didn't come back. But well, apparently
1: he told Billy Donovan post game. I'm good. Yeah, it, it looked like a simple rolled ankle. It didn't look like a sprain or anything. He didn't need help getting off the floor like Russ did. So, anyways, that about wraps us up. Just our post-game podcast. You know what? Y'all need to, like, help us out and help us name this thing. We need to, like, get an actual name for the post-game podcast instead of calling the the OKC uncontested post games there's that. OKC loses in Sacramento, 113-117. Signing off command Robin and Jacob Nizen.
2: We'll be at you with a big podcast tomorrow. Be on the lookout for that. Thunder up.
0: Okay, let's say you're on vacation or out running errands and you want to see what's going on at home, or you're at home and you want to see what your dog's getting up to downstairs with self-protection from Xfinity. You can keep an eye on things no matter where you are with live and recorded video, all on your terms. Learn more at xfinity.com/slash self protection. Restrictions apply. Residential customers only. Requires Xfinity Internet and compatible XFi gateway. Professional monitoring not included. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day.